Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. This week's guest is Stephen Yeager, co-founder of real estate investing platform Addy. The serial entrepreneur talks with us about his company's unique approach to breaking down barriers to owning income-producing properties. Addy's fractional ownership model is a truly business-minded solution to challenges facing the general public and development organizations. Our interview starts now. I'm one of the co-founders of Addy. Addy is an online platform enabling every human to be a homeowner. Awesome, man. Um, one of the things I noticed going through uh, your LinkedIn is you've, you've co-founded seven companies. Um, and can you talk about kind of what's driven this? Like to become a serial entrepreneur, it's a special kind of person. I think being an entrepreneur is challenging enough, and yet you've decided to do it at least seven times. <laughs> um, can you just talk about what's driven that? Is it something that you come by naturally through your family? Or is there kind of a series of events that that's led you to this point? Um, sure, yeah. So my... Um... My brother, I've got three brothers. Um, two of the three are entrepreneurs. I would say my other one is, is as well. He's currently in a role, but very entrepreneurial. But yeah, we've, we've grown up as entrepreneurial kids, always doing stuff, always trying to figure out ways to make money um, in the less traditional ways from you know mowing lawns to shoveling snow, that kind of stuff as a kid. Um, and so always been interested in trying to, trying to make money and trying to find unique ways to do it. Um, but yeah. And then I think for me personally, when, you know, when school was happening, when high school, when I was in high school, you, the way, um, the way they teach and the way I learned, uh, I don't think we're totally aligned. And, um, so going off to university was not a top priority for me because I wasn't totally enjoying my learning experience and how the school system taught or taught me. So entrepreneurship is, or at least at that time, seemed like a, a viable way for me to become an adult, I guess. <laughs> awesome. The, the other follow-up on that is you mentioned co-founder. Can you talk about, I guess, maybe the advantages of, of starting a business with someone else versus going out on your own? Is it kind of like a pairing your expertise or you bring yeah, a certain so set of skills? Yeah, Mike, uh, this guy named Mike Stevenson, he, by, he and I have been business partners across all of these companies that you're um, talking about. So we've been business partners for about 21 years. Um, and so we went to high school together. We lived, our, our parents' houses were a few blocks from each other. So we were always kind of around each other. He's a couple of years older than me. And um, like his, he's same age as my older brother. So we were just always around. Um, and when we first got started, the first company we set up was back in 2000, um, was yeah, back in the, we wanted to basically get into the web hosting business to help other business owners host websites on this thing called the internet, um, and provide a kind of a customer service friendly way of, you know, enabling people to get on the internet it wasn't super simple back then. Um, and that's kind of sort of how we, how we got started and been uh, been working together basically ever since um and i think kind of to answer the other part of your question is we work well together because we are uh, you know we're different we we you know we've got different strengths and different weaknesses and i think we complement each other in those um in those strengths and weaknesses yeah no that's great um talk about Jay, maybe if you can the conversations that that got you guys going towards this idea of building out uh, addy Sure. So uh, Mike and I have been 
you know, building different companies and personally over the last 20 years buying real estate um, in Vancouver. And so been, I was always very interested in real estate. He was always very interested in real estate. And so we, we were, you know, fortunate enough to have the ability to buy in. I think my first property was in, was in 2002, 2001, something like that. And it, same, I think for him around, around that time. And um, as you probably know, you bought kind of almost anything back then in Vancouver. You've done, you've done well if you held on to it. Um, so we had the good fortune of, um, you know, having some success in our, in our lives and, you know, having some exits in a, a couple of the companies and then personally taking our, our funds and buying into the Vancouver real estate um, market. And then if you kind of fast forward to where Addy comes from or where the idea came from, it is essentially just sort of a recognition that the opportunities we had when we were you know, early 20s is not the same for someone who's early 20s today. Um, the barriers to entry are significant, if not impossible for most. And um, it's kind of changed, changed the game of how you can be involved in the asset class and how you can be involved in real estate. Where, you know, back in the day when I, I bought my first condo, it was downtown Vancouver, less than $200,000. A renter renting it covered the mortgage and the insurance and the strata. And it just kind of worked, right? I didn't make a lot cash flow wise, but it worked. Um, where today to try and do that exact same thing, you need to put down a lot of money. You need to be able to get through, you know, stress tests and whatnot. And so the, the opportunity I think is um, significantly smaller, if not almost completely gone for your average young person who's, who's not getting outside help from parents or that kind of stuff. Um, the, the, just the dollars and the math has totally changed. Are you seeing a customer base develop from anywhere specifically, or are you finding, like, let's say we're using the lower mainland as an example of, a, of a, an affordability problem area, but are you seeing your investors coming from all over, or is it kind of like in the two coasts where you're seeing a lot of, uh, of action? No, we've got members on the platform from um, all over the place. Right now, we take investors from British Columbia, Alberta, and Ontario. Um, but we have people in the system from across Canada, lots of people from Saskatchewan that want to invest, Quebec that want to invest. And so they are, you know, they're all over the place. And like housing affordability, I think, interestingly, is not just a Vancouver or Toronto problem. Um, we've spoken to different government officials in like the city of Guelph and Guelph, like Guelph's got their housing affordability issues. Like it's, it's not... Um, it's not just the, the Vancouver Toronto thing or a New York LA thing. It, it's, it's everywhere. It's causing problems all over the place. Smaller, smaller cities, secondary cities, tertiary cities. Um, a lot of them are, are having or feeling the same, the same challenges with, um, you know, housing affordability, what the dollar can buy these days, all that kind of stuff is, is, um, is hap happening all over the place. And so we see the demand for people becoming members on our platform. Like I said, from all, from all over the place. Yeah, no, it, it does. It does make sense. I had an interview this morning, actually, and they, they mentioned something similar where it's just there, it, there's a national problem. Halifax, they were even saying there's challenges. Um, so again, on the site, you've got Wingren Courts is next on the block. Are you guys continuing to, to or planning to grow with this kind of one project at a time? Or are you is there going to be a, a point where you guys are going to kind of jump off a little bit more aggressively with the investment opportunities that people have? 
Yeah, so we've done the Wind Green Court and the Avesta, the North Vancouver apartment building, were on the platform for the same time for a few weeks. Um, so we have done that. It was the first time we'd ever done two at the same time. Um, we are ready to go and ramping up now. So you'll start to see more properties coming onto the platform in a faster cadence. Um, and so that is, is in progress now. Like the next property coming on the platform is called the Lex. It's a downtown Vancouver mixed use building. Um, so that one will be coming on very shortly and the wind green one's about to, about to sell out so that, that, that changeover should happen in the next few days. That's great. And, and are these opportunities that you guys are identifying personally, or do you have people kind of send in or like a, an, an advisory team going to scope out the different investments? Yeah, great question. So we've got an acquisitions team on our team, as well as people like, you know, properties come our way from general partners or sponsors that, that, that bring the property or the opportunity to us. So we're, we're kind of outbound and inbound. Um, the acquisitions team will review the opportunity, review the property, do the due diligence into the property, into the general partner to try and understand all of the, um, all the mechanics of the, of the deal, you know. Each property is, is a unique snowflake, right? So it's, it, each one has a different outlook, a different thesis, a different plan, um, you know, a mixed-use building different than a residential or apartment building, which is different than a commercial building like where, you know, Vancouver and Kelowna and Calgary are all very different. And so you got to take into account all those different um, aspects of the property. And if it gets through our due diligence process, then we've got an investment committee that, that goes through it. And the investment committee reviews the opportunity, reviews the due diligence. If it gets through them, then it goes to our board of directors and our board of directors, um, you know, signs off on the opportunity because we are adding itself as, as well as our uh, executive team. We are, we're investing in the property shoulder to shoulder with our, with our members. And so um, it goes through this, this quite rigorous uh, process to get the property onto the platform um, and then once, yeah, once it goes on the platform, then the membership has the opportunity and the ability to be able to invest as little as a dollar into that specific property. But is there opportunities for kind of for future spinoffs or new divisions of the business? Things like, you know, new project marketing, private lending, um, you know, crowdfunding, other income producing assets. Have you, is that stuff that plays into your conversations as you plan out the future or are you guys kind of like, this is our vertical, we're sticking to it. And that's it. No, I think there's lots of opportunities. I think as entrepreneurs, it's uh, it's easy to, you know, it's like shiny objects. You know, there's always something that's like, that looks interesting. Um, but I think our board does a good job in um, helping us stay focused on what we're doing now, what our immediate goals are, what our 2021 plan looks like and staying, you know, specific to that, um, to, to those specific goals. Um, but you will see in the future, there are, there are more um, opportunities and, you know, different products that will come or have the ability to come onto the platform. But right now, no, we're, we're very specific in what we're trying to do is bring on good quality properties across the country and different types, you know, multifamily, mixed use buildings, commercial, industrial, and, um, you know, remove those barriers to entry and enable the, the, the crowd to be able to participate in these opportunities. Oh, that's great. Um, one of the things that, that to plan to talk about here is affordability. Um, and you talked at the beginning about making it easy for people to get into home ownership. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because like, I, I was looking for clarity as like, did you mean it like people can invest, pull that money out to put into a down payment? Or um, is the ownership of itself, the uh, ownership of the Addy assets itself part of that, the, the homeowner part that you mentioned? Yeah, we just think like maybe the home, the word home ownership could be or should be redefined. 
Okay. Right. Maybe maybe there's a, a better way to look at it in the paradigm that we're in now. Um, if you take the apartment building, the Avesta building in North Vancouver that we enabled the, the over 1,500 Canadians to invest in, that's a 22-unit apartment building. is now sold out. But that 22-unit apartment building is 22 renters or 22 units. I don't know, 22 families living in there. Um, and some of those, and so all those people have rental contracts that give them access to their unit and their space and for whatever term they've agreed to, for whatever rent they've agreed to, and that's, the, the, you know, that's their space. Um, because Addy was involved or in, in that building, we then enabled those people to also invest into the building that they're also the tenant in, and some of them have chosen to do so. And oh, wow. so now you've got people that normally have their renter hat on and they just rent and they pay their rent to the landlord and the landlord that you know manages and owns the building. And that's the traditional relationship. Now with Addy being involved in the building, they can now kind of wear both hats. They've got their rental hat on and then they now have their investor hat on where they now own a slice of the property and they will take, a, you know, take part in the financial benefits of owning their slice of that specific property. So when a, a distribution comes out of the property, which we expect annual distributions like a dividend out of the property, they will get their slice of that distribution. And that distribution is essentially coming from the rent that they're paying. And so it's just... Um, you know, using te technology to redefine how how these relationships work and enabling people to do this. I think it's amazing to be able to to buy a slice of building that's, that normally would be deemed as a rental building. Um, we're, we're literally cha changing the, the, the dynamics of how it, it works to be a renter as well as, uh, you know, an owner of the, of the property itself. That's really powerful, actually, a way just a, a change in perception. And I think, yeah, it's just, it allows people to buy in figuratively <laughs> as well as, as literally. Yeah, um, we really like take part in the, in the actual building and understand what goes on to a building, what goes on in the maintenance of a building, how, you know, how a, a distribution comes out of a building. It's all depends on how much money comes in. What are the costs to run the building? If there's money left over, that is the distribution, right? So if, if pro property maintenance goes up or down or what, you know, whatever happens, that, that is all part of the, the financial aspect of it for the investor or the owners of the building. And so, yeah, just, you know, enabling those renters to be able to participate in the ownership of the building is a game changer. Yeah, or can you speak to that a, a little bit about what you think are some potential solutions? Um, you know, it, I had a conversation this morning about sort of the red tape at the municipal level, really holding things up. I think there's about 30,000 units planned where we need like, you know, 50, 60, 70 new units in British Columbia alone to kind of keep things relatively stable on the affordability side. Yeah. So from the demand side, we see, we've got lots of developers that have reached out to us that would, you know, traditionally a developer buys a chunk of land or a bunch of buildings or whatever it is, they're going to rip them down and densify and rebuild, make a, make a, a larger building on the property, whatever the property is or wherever it is. And, um, you know, the densification generally kind of happens to communities. You're not really a part of it. It just, it just happens to you. The city allows something to happen and developer comes in and does their work. And then, you know, bang, you've got a, a new larger building next door in, in your neighborhood or whatever. And so we've got developers that have now understood, you know, seen what we're up to and have reached out and are trying to get us involved in their opportunity because they see they see what we are able to do. If you're building a, you know, you've got a new development going up in, let's say, North Vancouver, um, and you bring, and, and Addy is involved in it, all of a sudden we can enable thousands of North Vancouver residents to be financially 
invested into the development and take part in it just like the developer does so that the community can be a part of the, the densification or that specific development, not just the developer um, being, you know, being a part of that. And so again, it's just, it's just changing the dynamics in how um, all these traditional relationships work between the, the, you know, the government who's, a, who's giving them the ability to build whatever they're going to build and the, the developer and the landowners. Um, and we're just, we're able to layer in the community and have the community participate, which again, I think it really changes the conversation. And um, we have the power to bring in thousands of people to be a part of a specific property, a specific building. Like I said, that North Vancouver apartment building has like 1,550 investors in it. Wow. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, the Calgary property we did is 1,141 investors in it, right? These, these buildings traditionally are owned by, you know, um, high net worth individuals, you know, maybe a group of high net worth individuals. And that's how they, they trade amongst themselves. Um, and your sort of common everyday Canadian doesn't, doesn't participate, doesn't even, you know, have the opportunity to, to participate. The dollar amounts are too, too large. The minimum check size is too big. Um, and so there's, you know, using and, and doing what we're doing at Addy is really um, adjusting how this all works. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, it's in the island where we do a lot of our op or the primary part of our operations are there's a lot of like let's say in greater victoria the, the capital region there's pushback on a lot of densification projects sort of that that nimbyism and this could be a great tool to, to kind of improve that social license uh for a lot of the projects because you just it doesn't really seem like a lot of projects ever get full approval i don't really know if that's possible but it's a anyways it's just a, i'd never really thought about that coming into this how how the people could benefit from it so. yeah yeah, it's just I think it's just a different way of looking at, at these traditional relationships. And now with what like with the technology that we've built, we're able to layer in like layering 1500 investors in a property. Most most people look at that and be like, wow, like how that sounds crazy. Like, how do you manage all of those investors? How do you do this? How do you do the updates? And traditional real estate developers or general partners or building owners just think of this as like a total headache of like, I couldn't, I wouldn't even know how to manage the paperwork. It's too much. And it's because we built all this, this technology and automation to be able to do this, um, it, which is why it's opening it up. So people can invest a hundred dollars, $50, $500, whatever into that specific property. Awesome. Oh, that's so great. Um, for Addy specifically, you mentioned that I believe it was the Lexi project. What do you guys have coming up in the next three to six months? Yeah, so the Lex is the downtown Granville Street. It's coming imminently. It's a um, mixed-use building, uh, Granville in between Dra uh, Drake and Davey. It's got two commercial units at the bottom, um, 45 residential, I believe 45 residential units upstairs. Um, that one is coming next. We've got about 10 different properties in the platform or in the due diligence stage right now, ranging from uh, a couple in North Vancouver, a couple in Toronto, we've got Hamilton, Ontario. We're looking at a Kimberly, BC opportunity. Um, there's a lot. And so people will start to see if, if members that are on the platform get a little bit of advanced notice on these opportunities. We share some of the details of the properties we're looking into, just trying to get feedback from people of what they think certain areas or certain property uh, properties or property types. And so that information, um, as we get closer to you know a property moving through our due diligence, process people will start to learn and, and understand about uh, about what opportunities are coming next but yes you'll see a whole bunch of opportunities coming onto the platform um very quickly 
you know, one after the other. Okay. Phenomenal. I'm going to finish with three quick uh, questions for you just on the, the personal side. Um, can you talk about what you do from a personal development perspective for you, big reader, podcast guy, education, that kind of thing? Um, personal development. Yeah, I would say I'm not a big reader. I, I like the, um, like reading as far as books. I really dig audiobooks and, um, podcasts. Um, like I said before, it took me a long time to figure out how I learn. And I, 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 um, I really dig that. So I, I, um, I spend a lot of time on the in in my in audiobooks, uh, reading and learning that way. Um, yeah, I'm super super happy with Audible. It's a very uh, it's a fabulous invention for me able to be able to consume books and consume information. Uh, best personal advice right. you've received? Oh, if you're not early, you're late. That one's easy. <laughs> Great. Favorite <All> restaurant? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite restaurant in uh, in BC? in BC right now, I reserve the right to change my opinion. I, you know, I think yeah. if you asked me a month ago or a month in the future, I'd change, yeah. but there's a great restaurant here in Vancouver called the Kitchen Data. It's a sushi restaurant that my wife and kids and I really enjoy. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's a really great spot. That's great. Anything that I did not ask you wanted to cover? Uh, no, I, but the only thing I would say is if people are interested in learning more about what we're doing, they can go to addyinvest.com. It's A-D-D-Y invest.com and all the details about becoming a member on the platform. Being a member, we charge $25 a year to have access to the platform and the investments. Um, and you can gain access to the system and review these opportunities. We share the due diligence and people can make investment decisions and invest a dollar up to $1,500 per property. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week.